1: talent to make this shit up
0: here's kev nash dj killer kev
1: we here again live Uh, yeah (laughs) you can't make this a podcast kev nash dj killer kev episode 168 168 we here man had to take last
2: weekend off because (sighs) blackie for those that don't know, is my 03 Honda Pilot crossed over 351,000 miles the other day, mm-hmm. took a picture, didn't post it, just took a picture. A couple okay. days later, go, go, go. <sighs> the, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a, the the support, <laughs> the 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 back su- suspension support that kind of holds the axles together, that bar running along your car, mm-hmm. it has rusted off the uh, frame. Ouch. And uh, I thought it was done-zo. Uh, stepdad and a stepbrother uh, shouts to them they went looking looking and uh, said no that's fixable (laughs) so so we uh about to get that part and figure out who can do it and hopefully get it fixed but right now man, I've been a little bit of everything man borrowing the uh, sister-in-law's car borrowing stepdad's big truck rode the bus one day this week really I've been out there man you got it still gotta get life done so you remember how to ride the bus yo let me tell you about that man so Good thing about like the the iPhones when you like mapping a search, you can hit transit and it shows you like the bus. Okay. So I was messing around with it. I was like, oh, okay, it ain't that. About a half hour, thirty-five minutes. I could be at work. I'm like, hmm. okay. So went ahead and got on the bus. Four dollars for the all-day pass. They don't do transfers no more. I was really asking for transfers, and he's like, oh, no, you just <laughs> buy this all-day pass. You can just get on the bus all day. I was mm. like, oh, okay. So got that. Didn't need it because the wife ended up getting me on the way back. <laughs> but uh, rode the bus, man, went downtown, got off, had about, I don't know, 2,000 steps per my watch to get to work. So I'm getting my steps in, and it wasn't that bad. So i actually going to ride it tomorrow, I think, just because I don't want to go early with the crew because having one car, everybody got to get dropped off and uh. got to leave early and all that jazz. So. Um, I'm gonna rough it out for a while. Kill ain't too good for the bus. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with riding the bus,
1: man. (laughs) Public transportation, shoot. See, that's the biggest difference between living here in the Midwest or living like in New York. Yeah. Like here, you know, we so snobby. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know,
1: oh, they ride the bus. They got to take the bus to get to work or whatever. But in New York, everybody (laughs) rides the subway, rides the bus. Rides the bus.
2: Are you gonna be paying $35 to park for three hours?
1: You on the subway with millionaires and. People that are living in homeless shelters. Yeah. Hey, man. Look, if you trying to save a buck, you are trying to save a buck. Yeah,
2: and uh, it, it's it's uh it's cost effective when you get like those month passes, and you know sometimes in big cities or anywhere it, it's convenient to you know not have to find parking, not have to fight with the traffic. You just know, hey, somebody gonna pick me up and get me home, and uh, where I live at the bus stop, about two minute walk. So perfect. So
1: here's the million dollar question about the bus ride. Where did you sit?
2: Yo, I told the wife. I'm funny. You asked me that. I sat in the front because it was because the bus. When I got on the bus, I felt like I was getting on a movie speed, bro. <laughs> I got on the bus. It's an old lady with the glasses. It's an old couple. One lady clutching her purse. There's some young kids bebopping. It's just like a mix of people. And I'm sitting on the front. And the way I'm I'm sitting there, all I'm thinking about now. This is how my mind works. I'm thinking about the, the video footage of that terrific accident or that horrific accident that happened on uh, Free Pike in 35, where mm-hmm. a car was running a red light, hit the bus and tipped it over. Yeah, and I just think about like that video footage. was that black and white kind of grainy old school surveillance footage? And it made me think about the movie Speed, and I was like, Yo. This ain't right, and then the the dude like he's stopping the bus and talking to himself, and like I'm wondering like it just it just was too much going on for the fun. It'd be my first bus ride in about 25 years, 20 years. So it was uh it felt like the movie Speed, but I sat in the front seat. That's the only one I was open.
1: Yeah, man, <laughs> I remember riding a bus like in uh ele- not elementary school, but in uh middle school and high school when we go to the mall or whatever. You know, cats go directly to the back of the bus and act (laughs) a fool and just be so stupid and everything like that. I can't remember the last time. I I take that back. Last time I rode the bus, I guess you know, they don't even call it the bus when it's uh, on the strip in Vegas. Yeah. yeah, Called the Express. (laughs) But then when you off the strip, then it becomes the bus again. So, yeah, like I probably haven't rode the bus since probably going to like maybe (sighs) Richmond Mall in Cleveland, Mm -hmm. which isn't there anymore. Uh, Euclid Square Mall, which isn't there anymore, Randall Park Mall, which isn't there anymore. That's like the last time I was, like I rode the bus, yeah, on a regular basis, man. It
2: was high school for me. We did like either like a field trip on the bus to the Salem Mall for lunch, or we did, uh, like a the bus ride to Memorial uh, Hall for okay. some type of you know high, all high school concert type event that we went to, but. It hasn't been years since I rode that bus, and uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't as bad of an experience as I thought. It was still the the crazy hood around the phone, like I'm a, I'm coming when we go. The bus gonna be up here. We run a little late, and the screaming at somebody on the phone, and kids be bopping, old dudes, you know, putting quarters in to get on the bus, and it's taking forever. And it was yeah, it was all that. So
1: yikes, man. You'll be alright
2: though. We gonna have to get a car. It looks like though I've been avoid oh i've been avoiding that car payment man so i can't keep relying on uh blackie to get me around when uh y'all man, gonna do it we uh talking about it we might have to holler at the bank tomorrow man we gonna see we gonna <sighs> see i don't know i i don't want it i just i haven't had a car payment since like t- 2010 yeah i mean that's just a another bill another another attachment that i gotta you know uh choreograph my life around and uh I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I might just cast somebody out for something.
1: So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to do that. That's that's <laughs> definitely a possibility. It's definitely a, a weight off your shoulders, man. Not having a car note man. It's just like it's something that you know I take for granted. You take for granted. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, I ain't got to worry about it now. But then, like, there is gonna come a time where
2: you gotta worry about you it.
1: Gotta worry about it. Gonna have to start. <laughs> Dipping into the stash every month for the pay for the car and it's like, ugh.
2: And it don't help when you got busy weekends or gigs. I had to you know, at one point I contemplated renting a car just 'cause I had to get my sound system to this wedding I had Friday that started at like six, so it was a right after work type of wedding and uh took the Fridays are I'm off so that kinda helped out, but ended up having to get uh, get over to mom somehow and get Pop's truck and ride the big boy Diesel all through the city and it's just, it just it makes for so many extra steps, and I was at this gig at four o'clock just just to be there and make sure I got all my stuff there. Slowly setting up, waiting for six six thirty. You know, it was just a <laughs> long day, long day.
1: Speaking of long day, man, let's talk about uh, black tie yeah. Friday night, man. Yeah,
2: black tie weekend. Let's
1: get that out the way. <laughs>
2: how was how was it for you? Because I, I you were on the more uh, patron, you know, side of things. I just want. How was the black tie event for it
1: you? It was dope, man, for the parts that I can remember.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I I can I can attest that you was pretty faded. Really? Yeah, you was faded, brother. Mm, mm, mm. It was uh it was it was some good some good some good stuff that happened. You uh I remember at one point uh <laughs> the, oh, <God. laughs> the wife the wife stopped by and then she was like standing there and I was playing a song, I looked up and she was like, I heard you got more alcohol. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, maybe. So that's when I kind of knew, like, oh, things are going well over in the corner. Yeah. Uh, y'all was kind of over there doing your thing. Party. Chicken wings, french yeah. fries,
1: and bottles.
2: Yeah. sound like it was an Uber, Uber everywhere kind of a night. So. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. We Ubered there because <laughs> we already knew, like, because uh, at first wife was saying, like, I'm not going to drink like that. I was like, well, we're still Ubering because <laughs> I'm not risking it at all. Yeah. Um uh, Good time. Uh, Dope music. Uh, Appreciate you. Got to see a lot of homies that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, my guy, Mike, who was on the podcast with us. Yeah. Uh, my homeboy, DC, who actually lives in Las Vegas now. Uh, my dude, Corb, who still lives in town, but he has two kids. Work. I work. We don't really get to see each other like that, so it's always good to catch up with everybody. And everything that's going on with Black Tie, really pushing it towards a homecoming type of event yeah. for Right State to get everybody to come back and see everybody. That's really what it's all about. It's, you know, the partying is great, yeah. obviously. But seeing people reminiscing, laughing, joking, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what it's really all about. And I appreciate everything that Kurt and O are doing with it.
2: For sure. Now, were all those recalls of memory uh, per memory, or was those from pictures you saw? Because once again, you was faded. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was uh, <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah.
1: A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Speaking of faded, <laughs> speaking of faded, we're gonna get to you too, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, young yeah. A Dizzle. As you as you can hear, yeah. And there'll probably be no video for this week's pod because he's not here because he's faded, 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 crickets, faded, crickets, crickets. Yeah,
2: man, old to be young.
1: Yeah, man, got that text message. I ain't gonna make it, man. I ain't feeling too well. I was like, I sent them back a little. Little meme shots. He was like, <laughs> "Absolutely, the room is still spinning." So, <laughs> shots out to A Dizzle for turning up last night. Unlike me, I was in the bed by eleven thirty.
2: Yo, I beat you. I was uh, me and the baby laid down nine thirty. She's like, asked me to read her a book, and I was three pages into this book and looked over like, I don't feel like reading this no more. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Kind of put this down, turn on the TV, and that's all I remember. I was probably asleep by nine fifty. Knocked out. Woke about four this morning, ready for podcast Sunday. I I think Dizzle got used to those Thursday evenings. Yeah. He was liking that. Yeah, so. he's like, I'm, yeah, he actually
1: did say that before. <laughs> I'm feeling these evening Thursday yeah. pods. You know what I'm saying? Freed up to Saturday night. <laughs> Don't get used to it. That Sunday. <laughs> that Sunday
2: morning show you show your real heart. <laughs> that dedication. Your real heart to this pod, Dizzle. What uh <laughs>
1: What Floyd Mayweather say? Hard work, dedication. <laughs> Hard work, dedication. Yeah. So how was your experience at Black Tie on Friday night?
2: Man, I was I was pretty faded myself. I ain't gonna lie. I, <laughs> I, I had a good time. I um I was conscious though because the last <laughs> the last the last time that I was in there, I was so faded. And uh, it was oh, that's of, right, that's it right. One of those things. That I didn't want to have two two taste nights in a row where the DJ don't remember the last hour. And uh, so we uh we kind of cut it off a little early. And uh, it was good though. I, I didn't. Per the pictures, man, I didn't realize it was it was quite it was quite thick in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. some pretty dope pics, and uh, it's always cool, man. Like I I, I love spinning with Big Bro Op, but it's always cool when when I get entrusted with like the night. You know, it's kind of like like they cool with how I do things. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. a good a good feeling that you know um, I can I can do this too. And shouts to Big Bro O because he was not on the bill Friday. He had a long day Friday. He had a longer day Saturday coming yeah. up. And uh shouts to Nick P for throwing a little pressure at him and getting him, getting him on the highway. And he showed up that third quarter and uh <laughs> party with us Friday night. So big shout to Big Bro OP for coming out and uh it, we don't get to see each other as much as we like, you know, life and kids and yeah. everything else, the little distance between. We, we just we just it always feels good when big bro's in the building. So
1: for sure, man. It was definitely a good look. And the one thing I do remember is <laughs> the party atmosphere is going on, and I don't, I have no idea what time it was. But then there's an OP appearance, and it's like, oh snap! Is yeah, oh oh yeah. shit? Because I mean, that's what happens nowadays, man. We really communicate via text. Mm-hmm. Um, you. Me and O have our personal one going on. Then right. me and you got one going on. Then we got one going on with Dizzle. So many different conversations going on that have different groups in it. Yeah. And then you see him, um, young Jack grow up via social media man. and everything like that. Shouts out to JK. Got his first haircut. First cut. Yeah. First cut out
2: here killing him. Yeah, I know, the, I, know, I know the Parkers was tearing up on that. I know.
1: I know they were. So to, so to see people in person and actually verbally communicate with them, it's always a great thing.
2: Man. Absolutely, man. It's always love. So somebody was in the A town. A town, stay down. Hey, what a shouty! What a, what a, what a do? What to do? How was the A? You know what, man? The A was just the trip that I needed, bro. It was, it was, it, it wasn't all play. We had a lot of work to do and got a lot of work done, but it was cool for like, you know, we still chasing this dream of getting this music out there and uh, smoke still added full charge. He don't never get no date in love because he been gone for a while, but you know. He'll 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 give it back for sure. So <laughs> we um went out there, man, just got the whole team together. Um some producers that Smoke's been uh, working with and attached to shouts to uh, Sleep D's. He's gonna get him on the pod too. He's a dope producer. He got some hits with black eyed Peas. he got some some hits. I didn't even know he uh did the outro to Peppa Pig. Really? Like he's hit. Oh,
1: that's long money.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, he's out there. So so we gonna um he's been a part of the camp now for a few years and a couple of people in LA and one of our uh, investors um just believing in us man and wanted us to get out there and kind of finish finish a song that uh the, the two producers LA and G Money in Atlanta have kind of co-created but wanted to, that live footage get a couple videos done so he put us in the Airbnb man and we went out there and just worked in uh you know 65% work 35% play you know? <laughs> we we uh we had a good time though man the Airbnb looked pretty dope man it was dope the worst paint scheme in the history of homes. Uh-oh. But the home itself was sweet. It had a probably six bedrooms, uh pool table, had a full gym in it. Um upstairs, downstairs, balconies, you know, you name it. It was just a a dope spot for five grown men to just kind of Party it up, you know, bottles flowing. Hey. Know? Oh, so
1: you went in <laughs> not only Friday, but Ooh. soon as you. Oh, that's that's right. You you uh, DJed the black party on Friday, and then you had a what on Saturday? I had, a, I had a
2: black party Friday, had a baby shower Saturday afternoon, was on the highway by one in the morning, <laughs> Saturday night, Sunday morning, got to Atlanta uh, sun- Sunday morning, hit a breakfast spot, Got to the Airbnb, check in about two or three o'clock. Had a full day. I was up thirty something hours. Ooh, you a beast for that and one. We uh shot some videos, man. Shout to uh Demarco, he came through while he was down there. Hey, of, uh, we had him on the pot, of course. Uh, bars and beyond, bars and beyond. What of happened? course we we linked up with Peso down there. Peso do all of our video work. So we uh, got up with him while we was down there. And, uh, of course, G-Money. G-Money is the, uh, probably the main guy that we've done our beats with over the years. And, and uh, he's also been on the pod. Of course. So the whole team got together, man. Got some good group picks, some good videos, some good laughs. some This just, just is a great time, man. Great That's time. what's up, Shout man. Shout out to G-Money's mom, too. She throw down a Southern Mill for us. We had a little, <laughs> little house party going on the side next to the video shoot. It was just a perfect atmosphere and pretty women walking through. It was just a good time, man. Good time. Shout out to G-Money's mama, man.
1: A-Town, man. I ain't been to that. <laughs> Atlanta in a minute. Matter of fact, I think the last time I was in Atlanta <sighs> shoot, okay. I got two quick stories about Atlanta. <laughs> since we own Atlanta.
2: For
1: sure. Uh one trip to Atlanta, we um still er yeah, both times it was at Wright State, I believe. Yeah. Um Wright State, um, one of uh a young lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's I always, knew it's always a young yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah, it's always that way. <laughs> a young lady that I knew um in the high school days. She went to Clark, okay, and we reconnected at a black. What is it? It was something event in Daytona Beach, black college reunion in Daytona Beach. So we we reconnected that spring. So you got to remember, this is before like cell phones. Is like everybody got one, so it's like. Yeah, hit me up at blah, 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 blah dot edu. <laughs> so, <laughs> or Facebook for the college yeah, kids yeah. only. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't know how, I just, out the blue, decided to shoot her an email or whatever. It like right before school was about to start back up. Um, so this was a minute in between communication. This is basically from the spring until August, you know. So shoot her an email, and yeah, y'all should come down, da, 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 da. I'm like, (laughs) word? So we go down. So it's me, APO, who's been on the pod, Boo That Man, who's been on the pod, and my boy Peanut. So we roll down there. We hanging out with her and her girls or whatever. And, uh, you know, just doing what uh, young college people do. But the funny part is, and the ultimate funny part is, Boo That Man (laughs) got approached by a young lady. And offered them some service, <laughs> some action. <laughs> and and my...
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not like that. Just all, just like yo, she was she was trying to get a poppy with my guy, and my dude turned her down. Was like, I'm cool, <laughs> and she wouldn't take no for answer. So my guy slept in a chair, fully closed. Wow. Now this is the, <laughs> the, these, <vacation>. are the <laughs> these are the days of the. Uh, the uh, construction tams, uh, the full denim suit. Yeah. So, like, I'm creeping out of wherever I'm coming from. I see my guy in the lounge, basically, feet crossed, <laughs> arms crossed, totally denim fit, dog. Looked like he was dead. It was <laughs> hilarious. This is one of those things that you wish you had a picture of. <laughs> right. And another part about that trip, what's the chances of someone from – Cleveland and Cincinnati becoming friends at a school. Likely, right? Yeah, for sure. So, what's the chances of somebody from Cleveland, the other one from Cincinnati, going to a school in Atlanta, becoming friends, living in the same dorm?
2: And... Uh, yeah, that's a little less. But that
1: happened. Did it? That happened. So, we're at the dorm, walking through, they're showing us around or whatever. This girl pops out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, this person I'm about to tell you about, nobody ever calls him by his government name outside of, like, his mom, his wife. That's, that's probably about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody else. co uh, yeah, right? yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah. at this at this juncture, nobody calls him by his government name. Okay. Everybody calls him by his real name, which is Peanut, yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah, we know your government is Brian, but we call you Peanut, and yeah. that's what it's going to be. So... Boom, we hear this girl, Brian, how'd you find me? And and we all turn around like, Brian, like, oh, yeah, that is your real name. And she just runs up on my guy, gives him the biggest hug we've ever seen. Now, I don't know what went on. I'm not going to say what went on. But all I know is my guy was gone for the weekend. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Second uh, trip to Atlanta, it's me, Boo That Man, my guy, K Dollar. Uh, a.k.a. Kendall, and my dude k a.k.a. Kenny Madison. So we go down to Atlanta. Um, It's actually spring break. Don't know why we chose to go to Atlanta on spring break. Why not? <laughs> but we in the A. Hey. Freak Nick might have been popping. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. We go to Atlanta for spring break, man. So we go to uh Strokers. Okay. Real famous Strokers. Yeah. So this is like the days of like, Everybody always want to go to strip club, strip club, this, strip club, that. And so I'm like, I really wasn't a strip club dude. Life still, likewise. still, still at still not a strip club dude. Yeah. But we're in there. And I mean, it's like a club. Like, that's the first time I've ever seen like a strip club actually be like a club. Like, get real food. Right. People in there conversating. Then you got the dancers over here, dancers over there. So you hear the DJ getting it in, and then you hear this. And I'm looking around like, what is who's clapping? They, they clap, they applaud the dancers. And I turn around, and this this ass clapping. This is the first time I've ever seen that in my life. I'll never forget light-skinned booty, and she had like on uh um American flag bathing suit, and it was just loud as but over the music, <laughs> bruh. Like, you heard
2: that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That Buffy the body clap.
1: <laughs> I love the A-Town for that. Oh, A-Town, stay down. Yo,
2: and what was so dope about the trip we was talking about, all you saw was two things. Ass everywhere. <laughs> and black folk. Like, these, that neighborhood we was in was $300,000 $300, plus homes. Dope and everybody that we saw walking in the yard tending to their stuff was black people. It was so dope. We didn't see hardly no white people this whole that whole time we was there. Wow. Very few. Speaking of
1: Atlanta, this ain't on the uh show run, but uh got to give a major league shout out to Tyler Perry.
2: Yeah, man.
1: Did y'all have I just saw you took a picture.
2: Yeah, yeah we was right by the studios and uh, you can kind of see we we rode by the, you know, the street to take you over. You can kind of see the gated off area. It's huge. Former military base yeah. that's uh you know, it's huge. But we was right over in that area and it was right during the Tyler Perry big party weekend they had. So it was it was cool, man. We saw a lot of, you know, some faces, you know, in traffic. I think I think we saw um what's her name? The uh she always in every Tyler Perry movie, the dark skinned one. <laughs> the, 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 she's, I know you talking about everyone. I know you talking about. She, she was in Daddy little girl. She was she was the mama and daddy little girl of the dope boy.
1: Yeah, uh Tasha Smith. There, is that her sorry, name? I can, Did she has a twin sister. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I can never
2: think of her name. But I think
1: it is Tasha Smith.
2: Literally looked over in the red light like, oh, oh hey, that's her.
1: Yeah, so. man. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Now I've been one of those people in the past that have been very critical of Tyler Perry in the movies and the stage plays. Until one day I realized, you know what? One, he's making a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Two, there is um a segment of the population, obviously, that are enjoying these movies. And there are families that live like this. Yeah, for sure. These these, yes, they these some of these stories are a little far fetched. Uh, but I mean, what story isn't far fetched? What yeah. story isn't put a little sauce on to make it a little more entertaining? And then the ultimate thing for me, and I realized this maybe like a year or two ago, you know what? Outside of all that, I'll remove all that. He's keeping a lot of people employed, black people too, black folk employed.
2: Man, that's the thing that I admire the most about this whole move is he put that studio right in the middle of the hood, mm-hmm. and it's really you know showing black people, young black men, whatever, whatever that that this can you can do this too, you right? Know? And it's something. You know, that he ain't taking his talents to South Beach. He ain't taking his taking his, you know, show on the road per se. He's putting it right there and showing them that, you know, you can build this. They said it's bigger than like all the major studios combined. They could all fit on this property. It's huge. Um uh what are the uh hangers, like huge yeah. hangers for different things. He even has like this section of houses. It's like a probably ten to twelve like full blown mansions with a real big mansion in the front and it's like the compound. You know, like all the fam, everybody. Got these houses. We can use them for sets if we need to. Yeah. Like it's it's a dope, dope place, man. Yeah, man. I mean, like you, you gotta think this dude
1: has his own studio. Like, like Ma- that's that's major. major. Yeah. Like, yo,
2: that's Paramount.
1: That's Disney. Like, like, yo, they shoot movies at his place. Yeah. Like they're gonna be shooting part of Black Panther 2 at his place. Crazy. That's insane. Crazy. And that to be a black man, that is all respect, man. And also, yeah. the other people that he's keeping employed are not only actors and actresses, it's people behind the camera, mm-hmm. makeup designers, costume designers, all these other people, the grips, the yeah. showrunners, all this other stuff. Gate guards, that, yeah, staff. That, that we don't even think about. Yeah. He's keeping them employees, he's keeping money in their pockets mm-hmm. because of what he's doing. So, especially me, because I used to talk shit about it, you got to show mad respect for what he's doing.
2: Yeah, definitely. Because it ain't just, like the, like we just said, it ain't just the... Entry level position, or like the the core workers that keep your you know foundation. He got he got board execs. He got big wigs that are black that are getting their first big shot at something like this that have always been you know blackballed from that community or not invited to sit at that white table. Yeah, you know, that's usually been a business for white folks. That's been you know we get to a point where we create 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 create, and then you got to ask for some help. Yeah, you know, he creating that lane where you can just create with us the whole way. Yeah and get it out there. So it's dope. Power
1: and, moves, man. Definitely yeah. power moves. Speaking of power, hey, did you watch this week's episode?
2: No. Uh, no. Me either. Good. I thought it was a week off. It, I don't think it's coming on this week. It's not? I thought they said it'd be back in two weeks of the last one. So
1: you didn't watch the episode at midnight? No. So the last episode is the last episode? Yes. <laughs> okay, so yes. let's talk about it. Spoiler <laughs> alert.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. So Lala.
2: La la And her tatas. We ain't gonna see that nudity come up. Just, <laughs> just it's gonna be a little less now. You gonna have to go watch an old episode. <laughs> but less. la la did. She gone, man. Bang bang. Could you believe how it happened though? No, I didn't, I didn't see. I didn't see Tasha being the one. I didn't. I thought you know Tommy got a good good habit of uh using you till he till he done with you
1: once. He didn't choke the shit out of her like he did Holly. Yeah. <laughs> In the kitchen, I was like, okay, one or two things is gonna happen. She's gonna be on the lamb. She's gonna get the kid and be on the run. Yeah. Or Tasha gonna kill her. Mm. I, I I knew it, and and that's and this is something a wife says to me all the time. I can't stand watching shit with you because you're always <laughs> blabbing it out what you think gonna happen and. You be right
2: sometimes, like this other show. Do you watch This Is Us? Um, so, no, and I, it, it's it's a forced no. Oh, okay. Because the only reason, the only reason why I haven't watched it was the season where they're about to go and show pops his Time. Was that two seasons mm-hmm. ago? Um, the wife left me on on the show. Like I came home and she was like three or four episodes in. And we had watched the prior season together. Oh, that's right! I so do I remember telling you. So I was furious, like, oh, oh, we on that? <laughs>
1: we on that? So I, that. Just,
2: I was on strike. I haven't watched it since, and it's just because like, I got left.
1: Okay, so, so. I won't, <laughs> I won't spoil this is us for you, but the new season just started, and you know how they like have flash forwards, flashbacks, flash mm-hmm. sideways. I predicted something very early in the episode, and it turned out to be true. And you just looked at me. Like,
2: what's the basis of this season? Is it like someone's life? Is it someone's story? Is it or, or is that given too much already? More of the same. Okay.
1: More of the same. Okay. I think I, so far they're really focusing on right now. They really haven't. They've done some flashback stuff, yeah. but they're really focusing on right what's now. What's going now. on right okay. now. But back to power. Yeah, so yeah. let's rewind with Lala's situation. Lala. Uh Tommy. And bought her a crib in the burbs mm-hmm. she thinks she's about to be out here living the life like yo we gonna be in the burbs my son gonna go to a great school he gonna get great education he gonna be on the basketball team so they out there at the new crib they have a talk with the son the son is like yo hey you're a, a black boy in the suburbs if this ever happens make sure you do this that and the third so you know what I'm saying everything's just going but if you
2: really cool. jump off come <laughs> holler at me <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Come holler at me. Come holler at Tommy. (laughs) So, just like clockwork, she riding after picking the boy up, they get pulled over by the rollers. And, you know, they threaten her with child services unless she signed the papers. Yeah. You coming with us? The boy coming with
2: us? Baby in the back seat, huh?
1: So, I am not a parent. You are a parent. Yeah. Somebody come and snatch one of your baby girls. Talking about we taking her to child services. All three of them to child services. You sign this paper, meaning you're gonna be snitching, or you, or you gonna go ride it out? You gonna let the babies just go off to? The, the line that got her was the maybe one day he'll come back out here and live one day with an adopted family.
0: <laughs> That's the line
1: that got her to sign that paper. So, bro, you signing the papers or what?
2: It was tough. That's a tough one. But
1: <laughs> after knowing, yeah, that nigga Tommy <laughs> right. choked that broad right. out.
2: So if the if the wife was a was a bona fide killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's the> baby. <laughs> and I had to, you know, like, I, at the end of the day, man, you got to protect your fam, man. Like, at the end of the day, you, no one's going to love you more than your family. So, you know, at the end of the day, she signed. She somewhat said she had a plan, but she was running. Yeah. She was running. Um, But, you know, in that situation, yeah, man, you got to sign. Because you, you can't watch them take your kids and you just looking at them the fear in their face where they don't know where they're going, they might get separated. That's a lot to know that you could have prevented that even a little bit. But she should have also known a little more about her situation. You know, you move into this big crib, you know, they threatening you like you on this deed too. (laughs) You'll be able to to support this household when Tommy locked up. Locked up, they won't let you out. So she got spun low-key, so.
1: Yeah, man. Now, I so, I told this to the wife. I don't know if I told this to you. Lala does a good job of acting when it's just her and Tasha.
2: The last couple episodes.
1: When it's just, <laughs> when it's just them, and it's more like about girl talk type of stuff. And she does a very good job when it's like, well, except for that one time with the gun. Yeah. Like when she's actually talking to the son, she does a good job. All the other stuff she's not that good at yeah. yet. Yeah, she's gonna be on another one of my favorite shows, The Shy, uh, coming in the spring. So yeah. hopefully her acting skills get better. Now these last couple episodes, I will commend her. She did a good job, especially when she uh got robbed at her hair store or whatever. She uh she shot dude. I was impressed by her acting skills in that, yeah. and I was very impressed by her and Tasha's fight scene.
2: They, it it got better. It got better. We we've been keeping a close eye on <laughs> on the effort. <laughs> and it, it got better. It got better.
1: Yeah, man. So la is no more. So what are your predictions, man? What, what's what's gonna happen, man? I think it's what like six episodes left. Yeah,
2: I think uh, I think it's about to start. <laughs> it's about to start. Tommy about to have to. He gonna get revenge for this one because uh, he loved her more than any anyone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course he's thinking it's ghost. So that's gonna have to be played out. And then when he realizes it's not ghost, then that's gonna have to be played. <laughs> out. And in the meantime, Tariq trying to be a man in the dope game. Mama helping him. It's a lot. It's, it's to, a lot going, going on. It's, it's, it's going a lot down. going
1: on. Now, I think them selling to this t- teacher is like the dumbest move ever.
2: Yeah, cause you don't know his background. They just met the dude. He, oh, I, met, I read on he, it about on Twitter. He coming. He, he came at you too hard for day one. You know, he, he was looking for some and probably wanted to sell some. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a that's a risk. But they did play it where, you know, as of right now, he don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll see. As of now, Um, my prediction, I'm still standing firm on it. I don't care what nobody say. At the end of the day, I believe Ghost is gonna kill Tariq. I'm putting it there. I'm standing firm, standing tall on my on my belief. What's gonna
2: happen? That I'm probably wrong. Yeah, I got it the other (laughs) way around, man. And you're probably right. And I think because, isn't there rumors of a spinoff show yes. with most of the cast coming along with this spinoff show? So
1: I don't know because when 50 was on The Breakfast Club doing an interview, I skipped past every part that he was talking about power. Yeah. Because I don't want any spoilers. Yeah. So I don't watch The Power Confidential. Yeah. I don't read none of the blog sites. Uh, I just watch the show, yeah, and then and then, re, and then try to come yeah, up, with come up yeah. connect the dots.
2: I just feel like with all that going on, that you know, Ghost can't come along for this one.
1: Yeah, you're probably and right.
2: They're trying to groom Tariq to uh, take take a lead or a lead role.
1: You're probably right.
2: So I think at the end of the day, Ghost is gone.
1: Maybe I'm just hoping that Ghost killed. I think little Ghost bastard. and Tommy
2: gonna be gone for real. <laughs> Tommy can stay.
1: Yeah. Ghost. Tariq, fuck that nigga. Yeah. I can't stand that little nigga, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, I can't stand yeah. that nigga, man. I can't stand him. He's a good actor, man, because when I see his face, I just want to punch it. Hey, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. A lot of animosity towards Tariq right now. Facts, facts. So, bro, we got the NBA season about to gear up oh, on Tuesday night. Can't wait. But before we get to that, the NBA had a lot of heat heat come its way yeah it's basically the chinese government versus the nba right now yeah um you had the gm of the rockets daryl Morey, tweet out let me see if i can pull up that tweet real quick while i'm while i'm pulling up this tweet bro uh tell them where to find us
2: yeah man you can always always get all of our pods on itunes on all the platforms under You Can't Make This Up Podcast. You can reach us at You Can't Make This Up Podcast at Gmail. Drop us information, drop us comments, anything you want. Always make sure you five stars, five star, five star, five star. Send us suggestions, advice, whatever. We what he there. said. You and can't I, make this up podcast.
1: What he said, and I still can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, here's a short version of it. Um, Daryl Morey. The GM of the Houston Rockets tweeted out support for protesters in Hong Kong towards the Chinese government. People yeah. that don't know, uh, China is a communist country. Very. You know, <laughs> we have our uh, freedoms here in the United States of like freedom of speech, um, tw- get, Twitter, yeah. Facebook. Nah, they
2: get two hours of Facetime on Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they, they got you on lockdown over there in China. Now, yeah. people that may not know, the Chinese people. Love the NBA. Yeah. They got a lot of NBA stores over there.
2: Growing billion dollar market, billion-dollar business over
1: there. Billion people over there. Yeah. That's right. that's <laughs> it's right. a billion people over there. And the NBA has a great working relationship with China. They bring in over a b- b- billion, a billion. <laughs> dollars to the NBA, which not only obviously helps the owners, helps the league, helps the players yeah. too. And when you're a superstar player like a KD, a LeBron, a Steph, a D-Wade, who has a shoe deal with leaning mm-hmm. his own shoe. You know, you go over there, do some camps, and shoot. Boom, a million dollars in your pocket for two days of work.
2: Bring the family, too. Come come sightseeing. Yeah,
1: they treat, treat you like a superstar. Yeah. So it's a great working relationship because, you know, they're getting you to come over there. They love you. You getting some money in return It's all good, right? Yeah. Until the Rockets GM sent that tweet. And that tweet was up for maybe, I think they said, like 10 minutes. Yeah. Got retweeted, got screenshot, obviously. Uh, shared all over the place. And then the Chinese government was like, nah, bruh. Yeah. Nah, that's bruh. That's how you feel? Yeah, that's how you feel. And they weren't feeling that. Mm-hmm. Because they believe the relationship between the NBA is a business deal and y'all should shut up. Well, this is the United States. We do have uh, freedom of speech and we can do what we want. And But, I, you know, I am a firm believer in the do-you philosophy, do-you university. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I also believe there are consequences when you do you, like Colin Ka- Kaepernick is having to deal with those consequences of doing you, yep. speaking up, you know. Yes, not, I respect the hell out of it. It's not always I'll, pretty. Yeah, it's not always pretty. And, you know, greater people before Kaepernick have sacrificed more yeah. than he has, yeah. you know, and and in Daryl Morey's case. The biggest issue that I have with Daryl Morey is he sends this tweet in support of the protest, but after he gets a little bit of backlash, he starts backtracking.
2: Mm, Sounds familiar. Yeah. We've seen that a lot in this country right now. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: (laughs) So the Lakers and the Nets are over there in China playing an exhibition game, and the Chinese government shut everything down. They said no media availability. Uh they're not gonna televise the game.
2: Taking posters off buildings. Yeah,
1: they 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 shutting they shut everything down. You know, it was it was just just hey man, y'all come do this and then y'all can get out. Yeah. Type of situation. So eleven days after Daryl Morey's tweet is tweeted and deleted, LeBron James. The king. F- the face of the NBA. Okay. We can argue about who's the best player at the, in the NBA right now, but we all know who the face of the NBA is. We all know face. it's Bron Bron. Let's
0: show. I think when we all um, sit back and learn from the situation that happened, uh, understand that what you could tweet or could say, um, and we always talk, we, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen. Um when you're not thinking about others and only on, you're only thinking about yourself. So, um, I don't believe, um, I don't want to get into a, a word, a, a word, or sentence uh, feud with Daryl, um, with Daryl uh, Morey. But I believe he wasn't educated on on, on the situation at hand, and um, and he spoke, and uh, the, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so, just be careful what we what we tweet and we say. And what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that, too.
1: You just heard what LeBron said. My biggest issue with that is, LeBron didn't stick to what the real issue was. Mm -hmm. The real issue, in my eyes, if I was an NBA player, and the thing that he should have been focusing on, is the timing of the tweet. You have the biggest star in the NBA over there. You have two NBA franchises over there. You have... GMs and you got NBA personnel in China as you send out that tweet right you are 100% correct your safety is in jeopardy when you do that yeah that should be the topic at hand something along the lines of hey I support freedom everywhere globally um but when Daryl Morey sent that tweet I don't think he was thinking about the ramifications because we're we're over there yeah and that what I would agree with, but LeBron bringing up financial stuff not smart. Yeah,
2: him being uneducated. Him being uneducated
1: <laughs> about it. I don't think that anybody needs to really be educated on the topic. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ins and outs, but the crux of it is the Chinese government is communist. They are pressing their citizens. The citizens don't want to be oppressed. Yeah. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's right. that's what it is. Right. Facts. So. You're not cool with us in the United States being oppressed, but you're fine with it there. I don't think that's what he's trying to say. I just think that LeBron could have came up with a better approach to how he said these things. Especially,
2: like you say, being the voice of the league, being a face that is recognized around the world, having a brand that makes millions of billions of dollars in China and amongst all, like, just don't even be, you know, just ride on out, man.
1: Yeah, some people are calling LeBron a sellout. What do you think?
2: I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, kind of. And then kind of. Kind of not. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And, and, <laughs> and if I didn't go as far as calling him a sellout when I because I was about to go on a rampage. But I did go <laughs> on a mini rampage between me and my brother and a couple of my buddies about how, you know, this is just not right. What you're saying is just wrong. Yeah. It's like how you're expressing yourself. Is just un- unthought out. Yeah, you're not presenting it in a well light. And as I'm as I'm sending off all this rampage, it's like no, nah, this just fucked up. Brown fucking up. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. I'm doing all that on a iPhone mobile device. Yes, sir. Wearing some Nikes <laughs> that wasn't made in this country. That was probably made in China. So I got some
2: bronze on, right. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying? So the long story short is we're all hypocrites. Yeah. And I think that I know I've done stuff for money that morally I think, like, man, I that was ugh, that's a little sketchy, but shit, I'm about to get this money. For sure. Have you? Definitely.
2: I definitely, you know, sometimes in business, business ain't pretty. Sometimes, you know, I had to find ways to make business. And I had to have that conversation with people about, you know, the deposits that I charge or, you know, you know, you're not getting the refunds if you didn't have your party that you were planning on having next spring and you made me a deposit in August, and I'll that date for you. And then someone inquired about a wedding. and I said, nah, I'm booked. That's that's the opportunity loss fee. Yeah. That's what that's for. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm ready for the basketball, though.
1: Exactly. That's, that's what <laughs> really needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. That's what really needs to go on. Last thing about the LeBron thing. I think this moment in time for LeBron is going to be his – Republicans buy sneakers too, line that Michael Jordan said back in the day. I mm-hmm. think that this is LeBron has done a lot more for the community for the world than I've probably ever going to do. Yeah. So I don't want to condemn him for life for this. It's a misstep in my opinion, um, but he's going to go on to do great things. I just think that him and his team should have uh, took more time in the crafting his statement. Yes. And coming up better They're than sitting, what it is sitting in the
2: back seat, just tweeting something. Yeah, yeah, you know? that just just wasn't you a got good a whole look. brand, brother.
1: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of money on the line, and him by him saying that, like it's just like it's just it was just dumb because you say something about the money. Well, you don't think that some people were turned off by you supporting Trayvon Martin? You don't think people were turned off by you supporting Hillary Clinton? Right. You don't think people were turned off like? It, it, it just wasn't well thought out. At and all. and he's him and his team are way too smart for something like that to happen.
2: Seventeen years in.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Come you, on. You you smart than that. <laughs> now, NBA, we get basketball. Can't wait. Which can distract everybody from this Chinese government versus the NBA situation. Some good basketball. Yeah. It's
2: so it's like a new league now.
1: Oh man, so many players so on different many,
2: teams. So many. I screenshot just a couple of the rosters just to kind of talk about it for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly. M. B Simmons, Tobias, Jay Rich, Al Horford, Houston, Russ, Capella, Gordon, Tucker, Rivers, Lakers, James, A.D., Danny Green, Kuzma, Cousins, Caldwell Cousins, you got Caldwell <laughs> Pope, Milwaukee, Giannis, Chris, your boy Bledsoe, Lopez, <laughs> Matthew from Dallas is on there now, Clippers, Kawhi, Paul George, Ooh. Beverly. Zubiak, uh, Sham, uh, Shamit, Lou Wheel, Harrell. I mean, it's a lot of shakeups. Golden State got D Russell from Brooklyn. Oh, that's um, right.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: Uh, Denver's pretty much the same. Boston got Kimba. Kimba, baby. Um, the Jazz. Let's see. D Mitchell, Gobert. They got Mike Conley. Um, OKC, Chris Paul, Gallinari. I mean, it's, Every team got a shakeup. Indiana, they got T.J. Warren from Phoenix on there now. So it's a lot of changes, man. I love it. I yeah, love it. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm super excited. My, my DraftKings knowledge is, uh, <laughs> is uh, I'm ready for it. It all comes back I'm to ready, DraftKings. I'm ready for it. I had Oh, shot. I got to shout this out. I don't think I even told the pod. While in Atlanta, playing DraftKings on no sleep, Uh-oh. I had the best football outing of my life. I won collectively between football at one o'clock and my golf lineup on Sunday. I cashed out $550 Woo! and I was showing G money. Cause I know he plays like I was out of 500,000 people. I finished tied tie for 32nd. It was amazing. Amazing. Wow. Amazing time. Drinks was on me.
1: <laughs> so, Who's making NBA finals? Let's we can skip all the yeah. improved players, yeah. six man. Yeah. Who's
2: going to the finals? <sighs> so my dream finals <laughs> would be the Lakers and Milwaukee. Okay. It would never happen because they're not gonna someone's gonna get hurt in that in that, you know, realm of superstar. Yeah. Someone's not that durable. But the reality pick, I'm going with the Clippers and Philly. Mm. I think the Clippers and Phillies with their rosters, man, on paper is just amazing. Them, mm. them two teams, I think, can can really have good years this year. It's funny you say that. Clippers and
1: Philly. Who you got? I got the Lakers and Philly. Hey, somebody. Oh, hey. Staples gonna be rocking this year. One way or other, <laughs> one way or other, it's gonna be rocking. I hope it's the Clippers instead of the Lakers because yeah. I'm a Laker hater. Yeah, but uh, I think the Lakers with LeBron, AD. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just a lot of firepower. I'm rooting for the Clippers, but uh, we
2: even I, I didn't even get deep on there. They got let me run through the Lakers real quick since yes. since, since that's the pick. LA, I mean, uh, LeBron, AD, Danny Green, Kuzma, Cousins, KCP. They got Bradley, they got Rondo, they got McGee, they got Dwight Howard, they got Caruso, they got Cook from Golden State, they got Dudley. Hey, sound like a LeBron roster to me.
1: Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Sound
2: like a LeBron roster to me.
1: Yes, sir. Danny Green shooting them corner threes. Yeah. I mean, Avery shooting them corner threes. LeBron driving the lane, dropping off the AD. Like, I think that. The Clippers, I think it's going to be the Clippers and the Lakers. Oh God, please let it happen! Clippers, Lakers, Western Conference Final. Man, get your coffee, get your Red Bulls. It's going to be late nights, I but it's going to be worth the, it.
2: Yeah, I can't wait for the ten eight, the ten p.m. games, man, because the West Coast this year is going to be Ooh-wee. amazing. Then we're going to get you know KD back at some point. Don't, yeah, don't hopefully, let, don't let uh where they at uh Boston. I mean uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Don't let Brooklyn uh you know be six seven eight seed. You know having to play a, a Philly, having to play a Toronto, having to play. You know, people forget about Toronto. They, Yeah, they they, they, they champs. Yeah, they champs, and they pretty much all back. So. Except
1: for the best guy. Yeah, <laughs>
2: except for one piece. Yeah.
1: Who is your sleeper team? Two sleeper teams, one from each conference.
2: Okay. Um, sleepers. I'm going to say that I think Indiana going to play well this year. Okay. I really do. I think they're going to play well this year. And I think I will go with Denver. Okay. Denver.
1: Sleeper teams for me in the West. I don't know how you can really consider them a sleeper, but Golden State. Yeah. People have moved on. They've Clay's moved hurt. A- KD's gone. Watch out for that boy. A lot of threes. Watch out that for that done. boy. Steph getting about to get busy this, this year. year. And a sleeper in the East, Orlando. Mm. Sleeper in the East, Orlando. Mm, I like that. Okay. Orlando. Yeah. Watch it's me gonna move. It's going to be a great,
2: great season, man. Oh,
1: I love it, man. I, I I'm love loving it, NBA, I'm loving. man. I love it. It's
2: kind of like, you know, the the three-man powerhouse teams have kind of died down. Now we got, you Back know, to the twofers. You got twofers, and then you got you got two possibles that used to be. Yeah. You know, so if one of them pop off, we got two in a possible. We got Take those two possibles and make them one, and call that three. But you know, it's just it's just more spread out, and it's a everybody wearing something else this year. So yeah, man, it's gonna be cool. Definitely, LeBron's a point guard on DraftKings this year too. So, oh, really? So he, well, he he gets the small forward, point guard slash small point guard slash small forward uh, placement this year. Ball damn time, not just the forward. So okay, up's gonna be a little different this year. Okay, I'm we excited. had.
1: You had a slight
2: homework assignment. Did you accomplish your homework assignment? Definitely did. Got my. I was up at four this morning. Okay. I was getting podcast ready. Okay. I wasn't. I was sleep
1: still, <laughs> but I was already podcast ready. So yeah. I sent you guys, and I really want to a Dizzle here for this because we got his list here.
2: though. We can read it off real quick. Oh, he, he brought it. He sent it to the uh, to the group. Okay, I didn't so see it. Okay, I, I will read his off when we're ready.
1: Okay, cool. So basically. Uh, where was it? Was it? Oh yeah, it was the BBC, uh, British uh, Communications Network or whatever. They sent out uh, the 50th, 50 greatest hip hop songs of all time. Yeah. So of course, us being us, we love lists for sure. We decided to make our top ten instead of a top fifty. Fifty yeah. would be here all fucking day. Yeah. We ain't got time for that.
2: So we made our top ten, and I made it mine. I didn't make it off the you know Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I'm- make it off a of Billboard top whatever. This is my list. Okay. My list. Okay. Let's start with Dizzle though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear let's hear his ten. Let's hear it. Because yeah. this should be interesting. Oh, it is. Number ten gonna set you right there. Oh God. Number ten, Soldier Boy. <laughs> what the fuck? With crank that. That was uh that was that's that's, that's the that's the number ten. I'll <laughs> just leave it like that. <laughs> number nine, he got ninety-nine problems. Okay. Solid. Number eight, sing about me dying of thirst. Not a clue.
1: I have no idea what that
2: song is. Me neither. Number seven. (laughs) Scenario. Here we
1: go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's 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 the scenario?
2: scenario? Quality pick. Number six, Lose Yourself, M. Quality pick. Number five, If I Rule The World. Quality pick. Number four, Stan. Quality pick. Number three, Juicy. Definitely a great pick. Number two, Jesus Walks. Great pick. Number one, Keep Your Head Up.
1: Okay. Okay. Not. Up. Not bad. Not outside bad, of them yeah. two, the song that I never heard of, <laughs> right. and uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So outside of that, not. Not too shabby. Not yeah. too shabby. Yeah. So what we gonna do here is we gonna we ten. Yeah. Ten. For sure. All for right. Sure. So uh, who went first last time? I, don't I don't always remember. go first. So you okay. Go first. Okay. I'll go first. For me, and this is gonna
2: hurt. This is gonna hurt a lot. Oh.
1: Ten. All About the Benjamins.
2: Mm. Man, that's my shit. I left it off.
1: It's All About the Benjamins mm. is in my top ten because it's that quintessential crew song. Yeah, Everybody that's. from the Bad Boy camp is on there. Yeah, It's what hip-hop wanted to be at its at his peak. It's, it's dancing, it's partying, and it's showing off, it's lyrical, it's a party cut, it's a street cut, all wrapped up in one. Yeah, yeah. Number in, in big drops one of the meanest 16 years I fucking heard in your life. He does. I've been he had does. skills. crystal spills. <laughs> <He> <laughs> <don't does>. wanna... <laughs> Woo! That boy, that boy good. That boy, real good.
2: Number 10. I got grinding clips. <laughs> yeah. That beat alone made me fall deeper in love with hip-hop, man. It, it was uh I ain't mad at that thing. <laughs> I think it was like 04, somewhere around that time frame, man. But it just just a favorite of mine. It just it puts me in a in a space. Um, I can listen to it every day. It's just a it's just a favorite.
1: Funny you say that, cause grinding is number nine for how me. How about <laughs> that? How
2: about that?
1: I, I you don't know how I feel about the clips. Yeah. Clips is uh my favorite rap group of all time. I know Outkast fans. I know Public Enemy fans. I yeah. know Wu Tang fans. I'm a Wu Tang fanatic as well. Yeah. But Clips is my favorite group it, of it's, all
2: time. It, it's hard to put ten songs on a list when there's you know. 31 favorites. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Number nine for me, man, Jesus Walks, Kanye. <laughs> that was his fourth single from the debut album, The College Dropout. It was a bold statement. It was talking about religion, you know, yeah. a statement of faith. Yeah. And I think it was dope that it had three videos.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> Speaking of that, they have a little mini docu-series on A&E, and the first episode is about Jesus Walks. Dope. So I I haven't watched it. It's on my DVR. I gotta watch yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, number eight for me, "Bus a Bus," y'all. Put hey. your hands where my eyes can see. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's a hit. So boy. that beat right there, the lyrics, the video. Now, it's a, a complex used to do this uh series on YouTube where they talked about like. Real famous songs. And they had Put Your Hands on so My Eyes Can See on there. And that's always been one of my favorite songs of all time. And uh, that beat is a, a a sample from a folk song. Really? So uh, I'll, if I can find it, I'll send you the link. I want you to check it out. Yeah. The the very, the, it's this much, he looped it and then built the whole beat around it. It's insane. And and it's up there also because Bust a Bus, before he was, Buster Rhymes, as we know him today, with the, I'm just saying, you know, he was always super animated like he was on Scenario. Yeah. So, y'all, that, y'all, y'all. yeah, that that version of Buster Bus was born on that song. Dope,
2: dope. Number eight for me. Close your eyes, everybody. Uh-oh. International Players Anthem. Ooh. Okay.
1: Ooh. It's very
2: simple, people. It was 2007. Uh-huh. It was the first song that when I had a little bit of money in my pocket, I could get drunk as hell, <laughs> and I was standing in the middle of the dance floor and be that guy singing the shit out of the song with undeniable passion. Okay, that's what that song is to me. Okay, that was that was just that man. I was out the military. I was working at the post office, staying at home, bringing home big boy checks with a cell phone bill and a car note. That was it. <laughs> that I, was it. For I like it. I like it. That, was, like that it. was it for me.
1: I like it. Number seven for me. Far Side, Pass Me By. Mm,
2: they keep on passing me by.
1: I will never forget. I'm in the probably, I'm in the seventh or eighth grade. My homeboy, Ronnie Aquina, he just kept singing this song, singing this song, singing it over. i like, man, what are you singing, dog? Pass me that tape, put it in my Walkman, hooked ever since. Yeah, yeah. Great song, man. Great yeah. song.
2: That was number seven for you, right? Yes, sir. Number seven, Bia," Little John. <laughs> and it's one reason only that that is on the list for me. Okay. In that time and space, you know, I was, I think it was like, oh, 2000 or 2001 when that came out. Um, but I was in the military, and I can just remember anytime that song came on, it was a now a test of your manhood because <laughs> it was the black mosh pit yeah pushing each other pushing complete strangers push some push some, yeah. pull pull some up. seeing who was going who was going to get in the pile and who was not and that was just the fun time in my in my youth and uh that song just man turned up the club turned up the club okay period, period
1: number 6 for me you know it can't be no list without outcast mm. southern Cadillac music all mm. oh, the players <laughs> yeah. from from my <laughs> Yeah. Look, man, that song right there, that put the South on the map. For sure. That song put the South on the map. For like sure. before that, the South was looked at as Uncle Luke, mm-hmm. 69 Boys, like dancing, party, which is all good. But that song right there, which was originally a Christmas song, for those that may not know, Damn. um, really put them on the map. Put like, yo, this, this song isn't just that album in general, but that song right there sparked the fuse for what the South is today. Yeah,
2: yeah. And all that could not have been sparked without Rapper's Delight. Oh! Sugar Hill Gang. It took to the first song. I took it to the first song. <laughs> the first song. Yeah, the man. first song's in your top ten, okay. Yeah, for sure. No, 1980, man, that was the first song that actually, you know, that I actually played, paused, and wrote down the words to learn. It was just something that, like, You know, I guess I just wanted to show respect at a young age. It was a song that I knew built kind of hip-hop and took it to, you know, avenues that they never saw coming. But it is just something you needed to know. So I took the time, wrote the words down, learned the song, and uh, it just got to be on my list. Okay. For sure.
1: Number five for me. The third greatest story song of all time. The third greatest story rap of all time. Okay. Cube. Today was a good day.
2: I figured I knew Q was going to make your list. I the third
1: know. greatest the story song of the all third. time. The third. The okay, third greatest story song. Care to share the top? I do not.
0: <laughs> I just, do not.
1: Just third. Okay. Yeah, just third.
2: Okay. But me number five, man, it's very easy. I sit back with this pack of <laughs> <in> these <this laughs> and this bag <laughs> of this weed that shit, needed. All that. The way I am Eminem, man, it was just... That's probably the second song I ever sat down and wrote the words down to. That was just... Uh, my, my year of graduating high school, two thousand. That was just, that it was, it was just the shit. It, Facts. Top five for me. Top five.
1: Um, number four, the greatest story song of all time. Okay. So the second greatest story song of all time might
2: be higher than the third and the first. It is not. The oh. second
1: <laughs> one did not make the list, okay. unfortunately. Okay. But I will tell you the number two greatest story song after I tell you the number one. Story song, which is number four on my list. Yes, I know that was confusing. No, I got it. I Slick it. Rick, Children's Story, is the number four greatest hip hop song.
2: One of my favorites. I wish I would have put that on my list.
1: That is the best story song of all time. The second best story song of all time, which did not make my list, Biggie Story to Tell. Okay, okay, Agreed. did not make the list though. Okay, but Slick Rick did number yeah. four, Children's Story.
2: Number four for me, man. That kind of I kind of selfishly put myself in a, my DJ hat on. And I just really wanted to think of a song that I could rely on in any atmosphere, and that is "Juvenile, Back That Ass." <laughs> <up>. <laughs> you know what? That that that's that's a... just a song that yeah I did a wedding this this week, and it was 99 percent white people. And I had some beers, you know, I was feeling good, and I just you know was in. I was playing. I think I was playing fifty. I was in like candy shop kind of kind of realm Dude. and. I just wanted to see what, what happened. I, <laughs> I put on that back that ass up, and uh, next, we hit the fourth quarter of the party for sure. That's we what's up. Turned up. So that's just a number four for me. Um, Yeah, man, just an all-time favorite club track, period.
1: That's what's up. Number three, this goes back to where rap music was built around. MCing. Okay. The number one go-to beat when you want to hear somebody spit. A real hot 16. Okay. Mob Deep shook ones. You know. That beat right yes, there. Yes. H-A-V-O-C Havoc produced the fuck out of that beat. That yes. beat is classic. It's legendary. If if you jump on that beat and your rhymes is trash, yeah, you're gonna hear you need to be barred from yeah. the game.
2: Now, I will say this in a little shameful hat. That was on my list. Up until about seven this morning, <laughs> and the only reason why I took it off my list—you
1: went juvie, didn't you? Because I had to find,
2: <laughs> I had to find a spot for
0: juvie. I, I knew it. I, I knew it. Had to find a
2: spot for juvie. Number three, kind of back to some history, but I feel like to to, to put great songs in there and uh, for these people to still kind of lay the foundation is important that they can, they love steel. So the message, man, Grandmaster Flash. Okay, I see you. I the, see. And the Furious Five. I see. I see what that, you on. That came out July one eighty two. I see what so you. So I was on. born July thirty first eighty two. So Ay. I am hip hop. You know what I am saying? So facts. It was the first song to really describe the stress of the inner city from someone living it. It didn't show the you know the the, the boasting and the dope boy life from mm-hmm. the good from the good side of things. It showed it showed what you know what it really was like in the slums.
1: Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure, It's the sure.
2: Staple song in hip hop.
1: I love that video. It's a graphic video, too. Like, it really shows what was going on in that space and time. Yeah. Number two for me, and it's not a controversial pick at all. It'll be a controversial pick for people that are really super deep into the culture and really super deep into this album. But what this song did for rap music in general and how the culture felt about the song before it went mainstream. Yeah. That's how I want people to remember this song. Nothing But A G Thing is the number two greatest hip-hop song of all time. Mm -hmm. Anybody that disagrees with that, I want you to think about it, how you felt about it before it was on MTV 900 times, before it was on the radio over and over and over again, before it crossed over onto the pop stations, before it did all that type of stuff. That was one of the go-to songs on the album, not even one of the go-to. It was the go-to song yeah. on 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 that on that Chronic album, and I remember getting with my brother when he got that CD from Dial's Rapid Creation in East Cleveland, Ohio, super late, and that was the first song that was played. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Ta- Matter of fact, it wasn't a CD; it was a tape. Yeah. So nothing but a G thing. That video, that beat, yeah. that. Snoop's introduction to the game, it was just on a whole new level.
2: The only thing that I will add is that that is my number one. (laughs) So I have to say this while we're on the topic. Okay, for sure. That song was made in the height of the crack era. Facts. And that's when music, you know, was kind of faster, kind of had its own, like, just rush. Had, like, a little, just a little speed to it. I feel like that was, like, That was the song to kind of bring in the weed era. Yeah. It it changed the sound. Changed
1: the sound. Changed the game. Period. It made hip-hop mainstream. That song made hip-hop mainstream, made it accessible to everybody because every culture, black, white, purple, blue, smokes weed. Exactly.
2: So with that being my number one, (laughs) you guys probably know my number two. Got to have Big on there, right? Juicy. 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 (laughs) This, This man... One thing that people don't really, I don't think, even like put together, he made that classic when he was barely old enough to drink alcohol legally. That man was twenty-one years old. Crazy, when that shit, crazy, crazy, crazy. Think about the twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-olds now putting out music. Are we gonna get a juicy out of them? Negative. I don't think so.
1: Speaking of uh, nothing but a G thing. Uh, today is Snoop's born day. Hey. Hey. So uh get ready for some Snoop Dogg on the noon throwback tomorrow. For sure. Uh number one for me, controversial pick controversial. I don't even think the shit is controversial. Wu-Tang cream.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I wanted Outcast on my list. I didn't put them on there. But <laughs> I, I wanted Wu Tang on my list. I didn't put, like, this is just 10 songs, so I had to make it for me, not for what like should be. Cause, yeah. cause everybody's list kind of either you do two things. You follow the 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 room the barbershop talking yeah. oh yeah for sure that's number three number i wanted to do this because what what it what music means to me yeah. so, so that's why i took some of those songs off because i didn't really get introduced to hip-hop until late 90s you mm-hmm. know I, my mom was white i didn't have no hip-hop playing in the house until i was old enough to borrow somebody's tape or want to hear somebody's cd whatever you know so it was the, those some of those earlier hip-hop songs I didn't get introduced to until I decided to introduce myself to them. Yeah. So they don't have as much of a hold on me as some other songs. Would, so
1: for me, Cream is another one of those beats where if you get on it, you better be dope. Yeah. Another thing about Cream, um, it talks about where the the genre is. It talks about where people are. It talks about like how what number ten for me was all about the Benjamins. Yeah. That's the height of where people see their success going yeah. in this hip-hop thing. And Cream it talks about this is the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is the start. Like, yeah, I want to be where they are, but I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying yeah. alive was no job. I had second hands. Moms bounced on old man, yeah. and then we moved to Shaolin Land. <laughs> a young youth, a rock and a go-to. Like, yo, it- it's a story. It's giving you bars. It's giving you lessons. It's it's Everything yeah. and the fucking acronym itself. Yeah. Cash rules everything, everything around, around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, 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 dollar bill, bill, y'all. Facts. That is the best, hip-hop. most important <laughs> song in hip hop
2: history that to me. Hip-hop. That to is hip hop for sure.
1: Give us your top 10. Hey Dizzle, get that Soldier Boy bullshit up off your <laughs> list, and then we could talk. Right? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you can't make this a podcast. Make sure you hit that uh, like. Make sure you show us love. Make sure you share us. Make sure you do you know do what you can for the pie.
1: Facts. That's another episode in the books. Kev Nash, DJ Killer Cab. We out. Peace.